Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. There are strange places in this world, locations that for one reason or another aren't like any other on earth, an almost perfect alignment of things both past and present that converge to create something terrifying. Today, we're going to look at five places widely considered the strangest and scariest. Here are the world's most haunted destinations. Number five, Hellfire Club. Ireland is a land filled with rich history, mysteries, and myths. But there's one area, high up on Mount Pellier Hill, that terrifies like no other. Known as the Hellfire Club, the structure that stands there now was initially built on a passage tomb, which is a burial chamber holding one or more graves. These passage tombs date as far back as 4500 BC, and were surrounded with large boulders with just one narrow passage to get in or out. The structure built on the hill that would later become known as the Hellfire Club was first built in 1725 
by a man named William Conley, who was the Speaker of the Irish House of Commons. He was known as the wealthiest man in Ireland at the time, and it was built as a hunting lodge for him and his friends. It's said that Conley used the sacred boulders in the area for constructing the building, which would help explain why the place is so haunted today. Once it was finished, the building was composed of two floors. The upper floor had a large hall and two rooms. On the ground floor, there was a kitchen, several smaller rooms, and a servant's quarters. After Conley passed away, it was taken over by Richard Parsons, the Earl of Rossi, and it was under his ownership when the structure became dubbed as the Hellfire Club. These types of clubs were famous around the 18th century because of the depravity and outrageous things that the members did there. Not only that, much like some of the elite classes, secret societies that we hear about today, these two were shrouded in rumors of possible devil worship. It said that whenever they held a feast or a get-together, they would always leave one chair empty on the table for the devil in case he showed up. And one night, he actually did. One evening, while several members were feasting and drinking inside, they heard a knock at the door. It was a man no one recognized, but the stranger was let in and invited to join in the debauchery. Everything was fine at first. It wasn't until one of the club members, while dropping a card from the table, bent over to pick it up, and he noticed the stranger's cloven hoofs. There were also stories of how the black cat, which served as the club's mascot, was possessed by the devil. The story goes that a visiting man who insisted on going to the Hellfire Club was found dead by a stream nearby the following day. The man's host believed he had been killed and asked a clergyman to go with him to investigate up at the club. By the time they got there, it was dark. They knocked and a tall man in a black cloak opened the door. The moment they entered, they were ushered to a banquet hall and forced to sit down even though they didn't particularly want to. It was then that a majestic black cat took its place on the table. It glared at the clergyman and he noticed how its ears weren't propped up but instead directed sideways like a pair of horns. Realizing something was off, the priest grabbed his bottle of holy water and doused the cat before exercising it. The man he was with began screaming in pain and ran outside. The priest stayed in the room until he felt the job was done, and then once outside, he found his friend with claw marks and bite wounds all over his body. The following day, they discovered the Hellfire Club was completely burnt down. Today, the area and structure itself is still strongly tied to Satanism and the occult, and many won't dare to even step foot near Montpellier Hill. Number 4. The Forbidden Serpent Isle In the deep blue expanse of the Atlantic Ocean, 90 miles off the coast of the bustling city of Sao Paulo, Brazil, lurks an island shrouded in ominous legends and dark truths. So much so that it's illegal for any person to even go there. This forbidden landmass is known sinisterly as Snake Island. It's a place where fear slithers and danger lurks in every shadow, and it boasts an unimaginable density of one of the world's most venomous snakes, the Golden Lancehead Viper. 
approximately 11,600 years ago, as if Mother Nature herself set out to quarantine this terrifying breed, rising sea levels severed the island from the mainland of Brazil. This cataclysmic event set the stage for an evolutionary phenomenon that would elevate the terror of these snakes to legendary proportions. This island has no beaches. It's a landmass that shoots straight up towards the sky, so with no ground-level prey to hunt, the golden lancehead vipers underwent a horrifying metamorphosis. Ascending to the treetops, they evolved to become adept hunters of the skies striking with horrifying precision at birds in mid-flight. And because the confines of the island rendered traditional predation methods obsolete, they generated a venom so potent it could render its prey lifeless in mere moments. The venom of the golden lancehead is literally a potion of instant death, five times stronger than any of their mainland ancestors. It's capable of melting human flesh. There are stories of sailors who have run ashore here, never to be seen again. Because of this, the Brazilian government was forced to forbid public entry. Yet, as with all forbidden lands, the haunting allure of Snake Island continues to captivate the dark recesses of the human imagination. And tales of unimaginable treasures hidden deep within its snake-infested forest, and of brave souls who ventured there never to return, continue to permeate the sinister folklore of Brazil's coastal communities. Number 3. Highgate Cemetery Known as London's most haunted cemetery, the Highgate has stood its ground for 184 years, and in Victoria-era England, it was the final resting place for those in high society. Beautifully intricate graveyard walls, Meticulously crafted headstones and distinct markers were the norm as each family attempted to outdo one another. However, when the war came, the cemetery became neglected and overgrown, with nature reclaiming much of the territory and covering most of the headstones and graves. By the 1960s, the cemetery was abandoned altogether, and it was during this time that much of the lore surrounding Highgate came to be. Witnesses in the area have reported seeing various people in robes doing nighttime vigils around the cemetery, especially around the full moon. Because of its location and history, it's no surprise it's been linked to various occults and Satan worship. However, it's not just these robed visitors that come in secret. Those who are brave enough to explore the area during the night report encountering menacing ghosts and even demons and vampires. In the case of vampires, this report happened in the 1970s and became a bit of a media sensation. It caused so much panic and frenzy among the public, many avoided the cemetery's surrounding area altogether, while others purposefully staked it out in hopes of actually seeing or capturing the creature. This vampire was described as a tall, dark figure that would glide across the ground. And all this reached a fever pitch so much so that scores of vampire hunters would head to Highgate, open the graves and either behead the corpses or put a stake in their hearts. Real or not, it wasn't just the vampire that haunted the grounds. Reports of ghosts are frequent and terrifying here. 
There's the spirit of the mad woman who is often seen running around the graveyard looking for her children, the children she had in fact murdered. And then there's the shrouded figure who is seen staring up in the sky. And when she's approached, she disappears only to reappear just a few feet away in the same position. Another sighting is the devil ghoul. Those who have come across the creature say it has a piercing gaze, but when you shine a direct light on it, it immediately disappears. Aside from spectral manifestations, people who stay in the cemetery often hear wailing from out of nowhere, and unknown forces have assaulted some people. With these cases reported by countless individuals over the years, it's no surprise that Highgate Cemetery has remained one of the most haunted places on earth. Number 2. Edinburgh Castle and Mary King's Clothes It's no surprise Edinburgh, Scotland shows up on this list. Bearing thousands of years worth of history, Scotland is one of those places that force you to face the past, even if you don't want to. And two of the most famous places that attract unique paranormal energy is Edinburgh Castle and Mary King's Clothes. Edinburgh Castle has been standing for over 900 years. Built as a military fortress, it's seen kingdoms come and go. Its walls a silent witness to countless drama, executions, invasions, and even murder. Like most old castles, it wasn't just a place of dwelling for prominent families and individuals. It was also a place of death. Those who have visited here report experiencing various phenomena, including seeing a phantom piper, the spirits of French soldiers killed during the Seven Years' War, as well as American revolutionaries. There's even a ghost of a dog wandering around the cells. In 2001, the castle itself was chosen as the site of one of the largest paranormal research efforts ever conducted. It involved more than 200 people who were given a chance to freely explore the castle, including secret passages and various forgotten chambers. They weren't told which areas were considered haunted and which ones weren't. By the end of it, 51% of the individuals who had wandered into the haunted areas without knowing it reported various paranormal experiences. This included the feeling of being watched, clothes being tugged and even scratched at some point. In contrast, only 35% of the participants who explored non-haunted areas reported any paranormal activity. It's not just Edinburgh Castle that's making headlines as a haunted place in Scotland. As mentioned, there's also the mysterious Mary King's Clothes. Named after a former 17th century merchant, Burgess, who lived in the close, the area is composed of narrow underground closes that were lined with dwellings that reached up to seven or eight stories high. The area once served as the center of trade and industry in Edinburgh before it was abandoned in 1645 because of plague outbreak. However, not everyone wanted to leave. Thomas Coldhart was a prominent lawyer and resident of the close. When everyone left, he and his family chose to stay, but it didn't turn out as they had hoped. The family was nearly driven mad after images of disembodied limbs, including a phantom child with no body, would keep haunting them. Today, the area functions as a tourist spot with ghost hunts offered to those adventurous enough. 
One well-known story from the close is that there's a little girl seen crying in one of the small rooms. When a famous Japanese medium visited the place, she felt a tug on her clothes, and when she turned around, she saw the little girl crying in the corner of the room. This child told her she had died in the area during the plague, and she had lost her little doll. The medium left her a doll, and ever since, guests have been leaving them as well. Today, Mary King's clothes in Edinburgh Castle are still prominent areas that remain high on the haunted list. Number 1. Paveglia Island Death was so rampant on Paveglia Island that it said nearly 50% of the topsoil is made up of human remains. The first mention of the island was in 421. People fled here to escape the barbarian invasions, and since then, it's been both occupied and abandoned several times. By 1776, Paveglia became the jurisdiction of the Magistrato Alasanita, or the Public Health Office. Under their watch, Paveglia became a checkpoint for goods coming in and out of Venice. Shortly after, some cases of plague were reported on two ships visiting the island. Instead of allowing those affected to the mainland, they were detained and held on Paveglia. And since then, it became known as a temporary checkpoint for those with the plague. When Napoleon gained power, this role became a permanent one. During the height of the disease, hundreds and even thousands of people died during this process. Paveglia became a dumping ground for anyone with some sign of illness or infection from the plague. There, the people lived out the rest of their lives, usually in great pain until they died. Although it hasn't been discovered, it's believed Paveglia is home to mass grave pits filled with the remains of the victims. Lore has it that an area used to grow food at one point was hiding a grave pit underneath. There are no accurate numbers of the people that died or were burned on the island. But to give context, in one year alone, Venice had lost around 50,000 people, the current population of present-day Venice. It's estimated that over 22 outbreaks of the plague had consumed the city two centuries before that. People died and rotted on the streets. Most were carted in ships and into Paveglia and other islands that served as lazaritos. Because of the strict Venetian quarantine procedures where sick people were automatically ushered to those areas, it's not unimaginable for Paveglia's soil to be made up of bones or charred human remains. As if the tragic fate of Paveglia wasn't enough, in 1922, an insane asylum was built on the site. The old structures were retrofitted and transformed into a functioning asylum. Some say a mad doctor who performed lobotomies and unspeakable experiments on the patients ran it. Crippled by the guilt or maybe just driven mad, the same doctor later jumped off the Bell Tower, which is one of the most prominent structures visible on the island today. Locals say it's not uncommon for people in the area to hear the chiming of the bells, even though the bell in the tower has been removed for years. Locals say most fishermen and tour operators purposely avoid Paveglia because it's cursed. Those who have visited report experiencing grave paranormal activity. Violent spirits, particularly of a certain one named Paolo, often push and attack individuals. 
Eerie sounds and moving items are also common. Reports of Paveglia being leased to a wealthy businessman in 2014 went the rounds, but apparently this lease did not push through as his project was deemed not meeting all the state conditions. But for now, Paveglia is left alone to rot, still uninhabited and abandoned, save by those who died there. So they are with the world's most haunted destinations. I'm Andrew. I want to thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do check out our exclusive content down the link below with bonus episodes plus a whole library you get access to. On top of that, we have our Everytown podcast for free that you can check out as well. We have new episodes for that dropping every Friday. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you guys in the next one.